shore where the mountains meet the sea in a clapboard shack by a broken down tree. There's a light in the window, just salty gals inside. I'm not sure if they're witches, but you know that's implied. Got the storytelling, ego swelling, pillow talking, moonlight walking, sea hags. Welcome to the Sea Hags podcast. I am Katie Nordgren. And I'm Chris Jeppa. And uh, this week on the Sea Hags podcast, we have with us the lovely, wonderful, and talented Cat. Hello, Cat. Hi. Welcome to the Sea Shanty Shack. Thanks for having me. It's bloody hot. It's real hot today. And you know, we always say that, but like, it's supposed to get to like fucking thirty degrees right now, and I don't know if I can handle it. Supposedly rainy Vancouver. I know it's really unseasonable. Normally, we get January, yeah, where it's cold and drizzly, and you're like, "Is this summer? This sucks." We get faked out in May. It gets real nice. You're like, "Oh, what's this, this Mother Gaia?" Instead of liquid sunshine, it's just like gaseous sunshine. Yeah, it is. It is. It's crazy. It's like painful. It is way. You said unseasonably warm. This is like yeah, it's June. I won't say the actual date, but yeah. it's early June, and yeah. it should not be this Augusty hot. Yeah, I tried to uh, just seal up the sea shanty shack as best as I could, <laughs> so I put up the blackout curtains, I've been running fans all day, can't have any windows open because then the hot air would get in, so mm-hmm. it's kind of this, like, musty thing, but then, you know, normally we've got these gaps in the roof where the sea air will blaze through, and I was really worried about how hot it was going to be, but it's so hot that all the seagull shit on the roof is, like, dried to create, like, some kind of a Like a seal. clay baked in... Yeah, it's kind of like nature's <laughs> kiln. It's nature's... It's nature's pocket. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's as sweaty as nature's pocket today. So, you know, just in time though, because we want it dark and cold, we've turned off all the lights, we have ice packs on our bodies. I got a rattler. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Kat. Thank you. Our guest doesn't usually bring booze, but it's it's really lovely that you did. Much appreciated. I'm drinking a beet juice. Because you're fucking highfalutin. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. I talked on last week's episode about maybe wanting to do, like, a juice cleanse. (laughs) Nature's juice cleanse. (laughs) And uh, then, like, I was just like, you know, I'm just feeling really shitty, and I feel like I just need to purge and, like, really just get everything out and do, like, a cleanse, and then I got food poisoning. (laughs) Be careful what you wish for. It was really, like, just from the pits of hell for eight hours straight, just being very ill. And I still, it's been four days and I haven't been able to really eat food, so I'm like, well, since I haven't really eaten a lot of food, except for, like, steamed vegetables and, like, a little bit of grilled squash, and I ate, like, a little spring roll with some, like, kelp noodles in it or, like, some raw bullshit, which I got it from the place that I got my fresh squeezed juice. I'm like, I'll just buy some juice and do a juice cleanse, so I'm doing it. You're doing it. And it's really tasty. I feel great. I'm a combination of proud and disappointed. I know. <laughs> but, so, this is the beet juice, so you guys just all have to remind me tomorrow that I had beet juice. Yeah, it, when it, you message me really, that you think you're dying. Yeah, it really looks like you just took some beets and liquefied them. Mm-hmm. It looks like you crushed them in your hand, like a true Polish warrior woman. <laughs> 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 I wish. Like, you know how they have, like, the videos of, like, little Italian ladies stomping grapes? Like, if it was just, like, Polish women just, like, fist-crunching <laughs> beets. Just crushing beets. That was what your enemy like the behind the scenes, this is what the cold press juice industry actually is, is like Vanya and Olga just like (laughs) (laughs) with their big, big fists. Back with another one of those fist crunching beats. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh my god. How dare you. I'm sorry. I'll see myself out. (laughs) Bad Foley. Sorry, it's hot. (laughs) So, So aside from 
you know, losing your life from several places over the week. <sighs> That's basically it, man. That's, yeah. like, all I've been able to do. I didn't really leave the house. I've been sleeping on the couch. <laughs> Just, like, been a real miserable sack of business. Aww. But, uh, you know, here I am. I'm feeling slightly more vibrant and able to entertain folks and <laughs> really glad that it wasn't, like, terrible cruise ship Norwalk virus. None of my yeah. roommates got sick. I, like... Lysoled everything before everyone came over. You're such a, you're such a considerate friend. <laughs> I know. Such a considerate sicko. Yeah, well, I would really... I was thinking when I, like, I first got sick and I was like, I would this really is, love... This is, like, truly what it means to be an adult. Is, like, yes. you clean your bathroom because you're gonna get sick, so then you're not, you know... Yeah. I've definitely done that before. I'm like, I think I might bark, so I just clean my whole bathroom. Yeah, well, it's good. You gotta take care of yourselves. And I was very, yeah. like, proactive in terms of, like... You know, yeah, just making sure that I was comfortable and that, like, my roommates were taken care of as well <laughs> and everyone was kind of away from me. And I just was thinking, though, as I was, like, do starting you, do to... Do you at least have, like, more than one bathroom in here? Nope. Oh, just the one. That's terrible. Yeah. It's, I live with two men, so they can go outside. <laughs> and whiz. Yeah. Hopefully so, not the other thing. So they... No. <laughs> well. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> we're in the woods, kind of. It's, uh, <laughs> there are enough fast food places around here that there are bathrooms to be used if necessary. Oh God. So it's just not a, you. Were, you did not have a good time. No. Basically. But I was just thinking, how like amazing would it be if covered by MSP, which is the Medical Services Plan of British Columbia, uh, our extended health insurance sort of. Um, if you could get a hotel for like the week while you have a stomach flu, so that you didn't have to like inflict your roommates or partner or whoever, like if it was a contagious thing. <laughs> I was just thinking, I was like, I guess the hotel is the hospital, but they charge you for that. That's not covered under MSP. Yeah, <laughs> and and they don't really like they won't put you in the hospital. If you, <laughs> you just invented the But until we get see, it's good. Yeah. We have well, guests because we need the guest like, perspective. <laughs> different levels of you like, invented at the, the hospital. hospital at the Chris. hospital, someone will come out, like I guess wipe your mouth after you vomited or whatever. Yeah. At the hotel, you're just on your own until and it costs a lot more <laughs> if only money. There probably. was somewhere that you could go and you were sick. <laughs> <laughs> so someone and someone else would take care of you and you wouldn't have to be gross at your own house. <laughs> if only there were specially <laughs> trained people. <laughs> who wear comfortable shoes and scrubs. Oh, God. But, like... Oh, God. Kat, no, you're right, though. It's the in-between stage, yeah, right? Where yeah. you're, like, you can just be alone, but separate. Yeah. I don't know. It's like a menstrual hut, but for barfing. Oh, God. It could probably be the... No, let's not make it the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That oh. is, like, the funniest thing. Okay, so <laughs> we invented... <laughs> we invented hospitals on this week's podcast. Okay, Katie, how was your week? <laughs> uh, you know what? It wasn't too bad. I, uh... Yeah, I uh, I don't know if I got up to much. I did go up uh, at Yuck Yuck, so it was Ooh. my first time ever doing stand up at an actual comedy. Congratulations! Club. Oh merci! Wait, uh, <laughs> gracias! <laughs> I don't think what I said was Spanish at all. <laughs> no, I'm so sorry. Uh, so yeah, I went. To, I just emailed the week before. I was just sort of. It's going to take weeks for me to get onto the show, so I might as well get ahead, get on the list now. Uh, and then just immediately after, the guy was like, "Yeah, come on and do your amateur five minutes." And okay. I did, and it was fine. I didn't do great, but it was fine, and uh, yeah, it's discovered how to, you know, perform in a room that's actually properly lit, which is terrifying, actually. Yeah. It's incredibly hot and oppressive and very bright, and uh, you panic a little bit. Can you see the people? No, 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 no. You can see the vaguest outlines of them not enjoying it in the front row. Oh, God. Which is a little intimidating, but I also kind of don't care, so it was all in all a really positive experience. Like, I've been really 
chilling with a lot of cool people lately. Like, mm-hmm. uh, had a really nice chat with Jenny Taves, who's, uh, we should probably get her on sometime. Yeah. She's a really cool chick. And, you got to uh, sit in back at the comics table. Yeah, you got to sit with all the comics <laughs> and just, like, shoot the shit. It was super great. I really enjoyed it. Beers are three fifty if you're a comic. <laughs> and I'm a comic, so I got $3.50 beer. Ooh, yeah, it feels like it's free in Vancouver, $3.50. Yeah, yeah. Pay them for the privilege. Uh, but, yeah, otherwise I kind of just have been taking it really easy, just trying okay. to, you know... It's summer, things are quiet at work, so I was kind of trying to get ahead, and it's just, it was very boring, you know, like, I didn't Good. get up to much, and that's great. I read a shit ton of books. Yeah, I read a child's book this week, oh. which was great, because uh, <laughs> I love a survival story, as we talked about in Book Club. Ooh, which one did you You know, read? I love me some, some Gary Paulson's Hatchet, or, or uh, the book two of the uh, Caveman Sex books. Mm-hmm. It's all just about, like, <laughs> it's all about surviving on your own. I love stories about people surviving on their own in the wilderness, and I hate camping, so it's really <laughs> weird. Uh, but, yeah, I read this book called My Side of the Mountain, which is, like, a classic children's lit from 1959, I think. Oh, yeah. But this guy is just like, ugh, living in a tenement with my eight brothers and sisters and my Irish Catholic family sucks. I'm going to go to, like, my granddad's piece of property in the Catskills that no one's claimed for hundreds of years and just go live there on my own for a year. And he just does it. And oh. he, like, you know, befriends a falcon, as one does. <laughs> does he see any other people? Or Yeah, they just... come around occasionally. Yeah. And he's just, like, the little wild Daniel Boone boy or whatever. And cool. it's, it's actually a really cute story. I really enjoyed it. All 118 pages of it just oh, blasted yeah. through that. Goodreads doesn't know. It still counts it as one of my books for the year. <laughs> That's one, and that god-awful Cleopatra book that I stuck with for 1,200 pages also counts as one. This is oh, garbage. Oh, that's not fair. <laughs> no, it's not. Thank you for I don't, validating me. There is no shame in not finishing a book mm-hmm. if you are not enjoying it. Oh, I disagree. The book police are going to come get me, I think. I, Take think, my... I think I am technically the book police. Are you the so book police? I have a librarian degree. <laughs> you're, you're a degree, a degree of library science? Yeah, I'm, I'm a library scientist. That's excellent. <laughs> you, know, you tattoo the Dewey Decimal System on my forehead. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, do, you get so? to, do you get to wear a science jacket when you do that, or if AKA a lab coat, as Bush. Katie called it earlier? Yeah, it was, this is before we were recording. <laughs> I was trying to remember the last time I actually saw Cat, and I think it was at a uh, uh, like a fan convention while we were in costume. Uh, like, mm. oh, I think you were wearing a science jacket, lab coat. I just couldn't <laughs> think of the right those, words. Those sound like synonyms to me. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they are literally synonyms for each other. One is just not in common usage. <laughs> when you said science jacket, I thought you meant um, like the blue Star Trek, like science. Like a science jacket. officer. Oh. Science jacket. officer. So yeah. like, yeah. it has so many meanings in that specific context. Yes, nerd context. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I always get confused about all the Star Trek colors because they change from series to series. Right? It's not that difficult, cat. <laughs> <laughs> I can keep it straight. <laughs> yeah, because you're a fucking turbo nerd. <laughs> I'm a tur- okay. I'm not the only well, no, turbo I, nerd in this I made, room. Like, I'm just the only Star Trek. I made a, turbo a red shirt room. costume, and I got the proper insignia to sew to my red shirt. Right. And then I was at a Comic Con one year, and the guy's like, "Like, what rank are you?" I'm like, "How the fuck do I know?" Like, I don't know. I don't have a backstory <laughs> picked out. Yeah, like I just wore the shirt. Like, leave me alone. I expect to be murdered was, in this episode. Yeah, and I I don't know if it was like the innocuous question or if it was like the gatekeeper thing. Of, right, like, where they were trying to fake geek girl of, you. Yeah, you don't know enough about this. Just to wear assume that, shirt. that he was the fucking dickhead. <laughs> Gatekeeper. I know. I remember hearing about it's like people get mad about red shirt jokes because like red shirts in TNG mean captain. So like when you say red it's shirt, it's like maroon shirt, really. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's like you really fucking red. know what we mean when we say yeah, red shirt. Like shirt. it's fine. You don't have to be such a stick up your ass about it. 
Well, they called it they called it gold for the uh, was it I guess security officers that that was yeah. consistent. But oh no no that was command in yep. the original series. So they called yeah. it gold. But it was really more of like a mustard yellow. Mm-hmm. Mostly we had mustard yellow, ketchup red, and just the sky blue. <laughs> and then TNG, you've got your burgundy, your teal. We don't need and to go gold. into this. <laughs> uh, fine. <laughs> I just thought you were going to start going into DS9. No, those those colors stay pretty consistent after that. But then the uniform just changes. That they they go through like TNG fashion, like they're going episode by episode. Oh yeah, beautiful. It's it's lovely. I like the all the totally unnecessary lattice work in all of their fabrics. (laughs) They're just like, why is there like a great of fabric on this person. It doesn't make sense. I guess that's just, they thought they'd have time to manufacture all of these superfluous things in the future. In the future, everyone will have a boob window, as has yeah. been established. Yeah. You gotta have a Klingon most... boob window. Yeah. To, to cool down your boob region. Like, it gets sweaty. The vacuum of space gets real hot. That's gets, not true. It gets sweaty in between your boobs. <laughs> that's a fact. It does. <laughs> Did you learn that in library science? <laughs> Oh, why, God. why are we being so mean to each other? Because <laughs> it's so hot in here. Oh, no. It's like a bottle episode. We're all in an elevator. We're, we're just going to go crazy until one of us eats the other. <laughs> it's going to be me. Um, oh, God. How was your week? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, it was good. I, I feel like I wasn't home all week because mm. there was... On Wednesday night, I was like, oh, parents, let me come to your house and steal your cable television to watch sports ball. Um, and they were like, <laughs> what great. What sports ball were you watching? Uh, the Whitecaps. Oh, that sports ball. They were playing Ottawa, but it was, um, they were playing, like, it was a weird game, because they played all the younger players, because mm-hmm. um, it's, a, like, the Canadian championships. They're like, this is a chance to play all our new guys and get them from some playing experience, mm-hmm. and we, it was a terrible game. We yeah. lost. But, I, I have but no idea parents, what our record is. Yeah, we're, we're not doing great. <laughs> do, do, are any of our teams good in Vancouver? I don't even know. <laughs> so, Whitecaps is the only one I'm following right now. <laughs> How are the Grizzlies but doing? I think they moved. <laughs> I saw a guy oh, in a Grizzlies shit. shirt today. I was like, would they still sell those? I had a Grizzlies starter jacket. As a ch- like, I don't give a shit about sports and I never did. I just wore one. I'm like, maybe now kids won't be mean to me because I'm cool. Did I tell you about my like trolling when I was seven years old around the Canucks? No. Have I shared this story before? It's It was like bad influence from my dad who is like kind of... I don't know, maybe established in podcast canon is not a very nice guy, but uh, he didn't really like the Canucks because they had a Jewish manager, so there's that. Oh, wow. Uh, So, but as a seven-year-old, I didn't know. I just thought he hated the Canucks until I learned, you know, and then, uh, so he just hated the Canucks and he kind of trained me to hate the Canucks, but we really liked any team Wayne Gretzky was on because Wayne Gretzky is Polish. And so (laughs) that's why he's our guy. He can crush beats with his hands. Wayne Gretzky has a clothing line that is being sold in the Sears. Oh dear God. And it had like an inspiration. It's like a, a banner of like life size Wayne Gretzky with a little quote saying like you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take yeah add that no fear t-shirt <laughs> oh my god <laughs> you're not living on the edge you're taking up too and much like, space but like as I was walking through series I was like oh this like this is not a place I shop like this is a different t- like the kids don't know who Wayne like they know who Wayne Gretzky is but like whatever they're advertising is not for children they're not buying those they're all-stars advertising cereals. to the same demographic that buys that Wayne Gretzky wine yeah. like <laughs> he has wine oh yeah is it shelved next to the Dan Aykroyd vodka <laughs> <laughs> it might be I don't I believe I don't there's know. also Dan Aykroyd wine <laughs> so it's probably more likely to be next to the Dan Aykroyd I've, wine I've heard that the Dan Aykroyd vodka is okay good yeah I don't know. Dan Aykroyd's a nice guy. It. No shit for no, Dan Aykroyd. But, but, but like the vodka's good. 
I don't know. We'll have to ask somebody who's tried it. But so there was oh, yeah. those those playoffs, the you know those playoffs <laughs> yeah, in '94 yeah. between the Rangers, which Gretzky was on, and the Canucks. And I showed up to school the day after the Canucks lost, and there was a big riot in Vancouver, and I showed up in red, white, and blue, and I was all like, ah, the Rangers in your face, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I was just such a little shit, and all my, like, little seven-year-old friends were just like, we don't like you, Chris, you're being mean, I don't know. I, uh, I was like, that was my first kind of sports rivalry thing, and I kind of never have been interested in sports ever since. Well, that was the last time I cared about sports. It's just because everybody was so excited about it. Like, our music teacher in 1994, Mrs. Ogilvie, she uh, created these, like, songs for all of the different heats of the playoffs. Wow. So I could actually sing you the song now. I probably shouldn't, because that would be very annoying. <laughs> Try it. But I was like, uh, how did it go? Okay, okay. This is so, like, deep cut, because I would have been eight or nine when this happened, 94. I love it. Right. Uh, what, what, I was like, our terrific Canucks blew those flames right out. Next they dimmed the shining stars with great clout. Like, oh my God. <laughs> and it just, like, went on like that. Like, damn, Mrs. Ogilvy. She really, fantastic. yeah, she really, like, now it's Rangers in game seven, Stanley Cup without a doubt. Like, <laughs> and then we lost. <laughs> so we all cried. So, so I'm a relatively new Whitecaps supporter. Okay. Um, but part of what I enjoy about going to the games is the Southsiders. Like, that they're um, singing songs, and it's like, it's very performative, and it reminds me of, like, campfires. But, like, they make songs up about the soccer, and then is yell like them a, all is together. Is this, like, a choir that... No, is... they're, it's a... The Southsiders are a supporters group. Okay. And there's a couple other ones in Vancouver as well. And they sit at the south side, which is, for the first half, like, behind, um, usually... I think it's usually the home. So usually our goalie in the first half, but, like, it's... It's so, so you can, like, intimidate the other team by right. yelling at them as they're trying to score goals. Gotcha. Right. And so they, but like, yeah, they make up yeah, songs and they sing. There's, like, cheers and they all shout them together and there's hand actions and a lot of clapping and drums. I know that all the people that I used to hang out with when I still lived in North Delta are all, like, super fans. Like, some, they might be in that group. I don't know. They all have, like, handmade um, jean vests with their own patches sewn on it. Oh, I've seen people wearing those. Yeah, yeah, those are all, like, people that I used to get drunk with in North Delta. So, they, yeah, they, yeah that's what they like to do. Because there's, like, the Southsiders, yeah. and then I don't know all the history, but there were people that decided they didn't want to be Southsiders, but they wanted a supporters group, so... I know there's the Rain City Brigade, um, the Curva Collective. I think there's like a the Curva Collective, not not like the Polish swear word. <laughs> I, I assumed it was short for Vancouver somehow, yeah, but probably. I, I don't really know. It makes more sense. Um, there's like the like the Van City Casuals or something. There might be other ones. I don't know. Wow, it sounds like they're gonna have a rumble or something. Yeah. It's the fucking Warriors. <laughs> okay, so this kind of leads into our theme a little bit. Just like all of the factions of one thing that can like splinter off, yeah. and then you identify with well, like a different like, group in the same. So yeah, I, totally. I have season tickets that are with my parents, and we're not in that section. Because my parents don't want to stand up the whole game, they right. would like to sit. I but I call this definitely feel that Southsider adjacent because, <laughs> like, we're close enough that if you wanted to cheer along or whatever, you're close enough that you can do that. Mm -hmm. Whereas on the other side of the stadium, sometimes you can't hear a thing; like, it's just mm -hmm. too far. Um, but they're, yeah. But the rest of the time, they just sit down and do their regular beer drinking and yelling. And <laughs> it's not until like the second half, when everyone's had several beers, that people are like standing and getting right into it. <laughs> so they're just, that's like their whole life pretty much is just yeah. like waiting for the season so that they kind can. Kind of. Yeah. I'm sure they have other sports and interests. <laughs> they probably got know. other sports. I don't know. Well, like in, my house has always been a soccer house because my dad's British. So he 
played soccer. A football house, yeah. if you will. <laughs> we all played soccer as kids. Um, he still plays soccer. Um, like, before the last Whitecaps game here, I ended up watching, like, Champions League with him before going to the Whitecaps. So I was like, what is going on Just here? Just really soccering it up. Nice. Yeah, cool. So much soccer. You mentioned that uh, all of the, like, what are they called? The Southsiders? Like, singing and clapping, it sounded like yeah. camp and campfires. Yeah. So we wanted to kind of talk about camp and brownies and girl guides and all that kind of stuff, because you've got some history doing some leadership roles and that kind of like the rangers you were saying and I've been in brownies for a little bit my mom is now a sparks leader which oh, is really awesome. cute that's the cutest thing in the goddamn world yeah she gets yeah. to just like hang out with five-year-olds and like teach them They're first so aid adorable. and go play in the woods Joanna teaches them to share and be a friend yes yeah that's the motto I promise to share and be a friend so Ooh, cute and Katie you were also in brownies and we just all have thoughts about like Again, talking about, like, sorting and whatever, it's like, brownies, they sort you into groups, and it's kind of yeah. a strange thing. Do you remember when you were in Brownies Cat, what uh, group did they put you into? I I know people that know exactly. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I know. I do not I remember. Mm -hmm. I, I can't remember. <laughs> I got a bit about it. I, and I did, like, I did three years of Brownies, because this there was one Sparks group in my area, and it was not anywhere close to my house, so mm. we just did three years of brownies instead of doing sparks. You were an early adopter brownie? <laughs> yeah. I think there were two of us that were, like, the young kids. Baby brownies? The, yeah. Brownie batter? <laughs> <laughs> that just made me think of baby batter. Yeah, I know. As soon as I said <laughs> it, I was like, I hope nobody like, else makes yeah. that connection out loud. Well, <laughs> <laughs> hello, I am your id. <laughs> yeah, you are my id. I'm just gonna say the things out loud. <laughs> Um, yeah, I've got I've got a, a bit that I've been working on lately about being in brownies because like it was not a totally positive experience for me because my leader was also my daycare teacher, oh. so it was like very murky and weird, and we didn't have a great well, relationship. So like, I, I'm not as involved anymore. I'm not involved. It's weird saying I'm not involved because I've been involved for so many years. Right. Um. But like you meet people and they hear you're doing this thing and like a lot of the time the first thing they say is oh like I hated brownies like I quit or like our leaders were terrible no. yeah it's like yeah no no shit your leaders were terrible of course you had a terrible time yeah 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 no I mean it wasn't terrible like there was stuff I really liked about it but it was just all in all the whole idea that like oh this will teach you you know teamwork and and how to like make friends and stuff but it just replicated all of the same sort of social dynamics that school and oh, daycare yeah. had yeah. so it was like like it was better than sports I guess well, yeah, well, it was all of, all of the girls that were on my sports team were also in my brownie unit. Okay. Yeah, so that there's no separation, right? So it's not like... Yeah. You all go to school together, you go to brownies together, you go play sports together. Well, see, I think that's why I liked going to church so much when I, like, went when I was 12. Like, I went to youth group, and my family's not religious, but mm. I liked that because none of the same people were there. Like, there was maybe one or two people from my school that were there, and they were nice kids, right? So it was, like, kids yeah. from a different school district, and they didn't know that I was supposed to be picked on, so... Well, that was the kind of the neat thing by the time we got to Rangers, so it's, like, 15, seven, 15 to 17, um, that our group was made up of kids that were, like, from further away so mm -hmm, like every right. every meeting we had it was like getting the gossip from like one end of the city to the other sort of thing so let's uh, let's just back yeah. it up a little bit we talked about sparks we talked about brownies we talked about rangers but there's like a there's a tiered system basically yeah. you start as a spark yeah yeah that's... you can't start a fire without a spark <laughs> yeah. wow yeah. 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 so you got sparks all sparks are fi usually five yeah yeah i think like five and six and brownies are like six seven eight something like yeah. that yeah. I remember, so my, my grandma was a girl guide leader in Scotland, and then, like, also in 
Canada and yeah. Vancouver. And so then all of like my mom and her sisters were all in that. So there was like a lot of pressure for me to get into brownies and for a legacy hire. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. They like really wanted me to go. Like, that's just what you do. Yeah. Well, and, and if yeah. you grew up with it, like I support like the idea behind totally. it and the program oh, and the skills that you've learned and all that sort mm -hmm. of stuff. But yeah, people have all sorts of varied experience based on like it's a volunteer organization mm -hmm. and some volunteers are real not great. <laughs> yeah, what you pay for, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. yeah. I remember like I loved the outdoorsy stuff. So yeah. when we got to go to like Camp Olave, like I grew up on the Sunshine Coast, so yeah. there are already brownie and guide camps and like, scouts camps on the on the peninsula. So we'd go to Camp Olave, we'd have like the cabin, you get to learn how to make a fire and like collect things. Like mom took her little sparks on a nature walk and they learned to identify like edible plants in the woods Adorable. and like yeah. make tea well, out of cedar bark and what mushrooms not to eat. You know, like those kinds of a skills lot of are my forest knowledge is like girl guides and also just growing up on the north shore yeah because our like school things also sort yeah. of revolved around that totally so, <laughs> so we had we, we got as far as brownies yeah they're just like going because we wanted to like okay. create the oh, trees sorry, I see. it's all good so it sparks your five or six brownies six seven eight or yeah. so and then guides so i didn't so it's guides is nine guides ten is eleven yeah and I that think. seems so young. I always thought the girl guides were, like, the older the girls. The oldest, yeah. yeah. Well, like, well, an 11-year-old seems huge when you're seven. Well, and yeah. with the organization being called the Girl Guides of Canada, you kind of just assume that they're all guides. Like, that's mm -hmm. the most famous of the names. Yeah. That's a lot of so. pressure on those 10, 11-year-old <laughs> girls. Like, oh, we have to represent the whole thing. And I've, I never, like, I, I did one year of guides as a kid. Yeah. Um, but I never got involved as a leader with that age group, mm -hmm. but I would hear, like, my friends telling it's, stories. It's the scariest age for yeah, a girl, I because think. because like... they're, they're all going through a lot of changes, <laughs> yeah. and sometimes they can be a bit catty, and... <laughs> Just <laughs> a it, little. Yeah. So, it, so, it's so we got sparks, brownies, <laughs> guides, pathfinders, yes. rangers. Is that the end? Uh, after rangers, you can join Link, um, which is, like, Where 18 you go to 30. Rescue Princess Zelda. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the idea is that you're going off on, you know, the next stage of your life journey and maybe going away to school or whatever, mm -hmm. but you can stay linked to guiding. Oh, okay. So... Did you do that? I did. Um, you also have the option of becoming a junior leader, because you can't be a leader until you're of legal age to count for ratio. Um, but a lot of people, yeah, they'll go link and become a leader, or... I don't hmm. know. I, I was link for a couple of years, but I also at that point had joined scouts. So, oh, so you're in both factions. I, I was, yeah. Wow. How many uniforms do you have? Uh, there's probably like three in the bottom of my drawer now. Wow. Because <laughs> they, I have uh, an older guide shirt from my years as a leader, and then um, I had a scout shirt. It's the ugly tan one. It's a great look. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's favorite. But then like a couple <laughs> of years back, they redesigned them, so now all the adult uniforms are red. Huh. Um, so I have a red shirt as well. So you look like a fake Mountie, basically. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Very Canadian. Love it. Yeah, I was. There's that's part of the joke that I that I wrote is about how like the brownie uniforms in 1991-92 when I was a brownie were so unattractive. Like oh, the sack dress. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. a brown canvas sack dress with a utility belt <laughs> yeah. or a sweatsuit. I did really the like the little pouch that you got to put on the belt. Though. The little tan pouch that had the little snap closure. Yeah. You put your toonie or your two. Well, it was two loonies because we didn't have toonies. Oh, yet. I, I, two dollar bill. I think 
I remember using quarters. Well, just having, like, you had to have $2 to pay your dues <laughs> oh, okay, or yeah. whatever. Uh, and so you'd put a little dumb pouch that was on your utility but those belt little with utility... your little tiny pencil that it hung off beside it. Yes. yes. Those utility belt type pouches, like, you see them at every music festival now. Yeah, they're so <laughs> it's, it's a good it's, look. It's, it's a, practical. It's that thing of, like, fanny packs are awful, but also very useful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're functional, not not fashionable. Yeah. It's, it's called a hip purse now. <laughs> well, that was, or uh, a festival belt if yes. you're a douchebag. saying that other girls had brought with them that when I got to Rangers, I heard because I'd missed it mm-hmm. growing up, was that camp is not a fashion show. Because <laughs> I guess in that um, guide pathfinder range, like you're growing up and, you know, forming your identity and like mm-hmm. you want to personalize look, your uniform yeah, a little bit or look Roll good or whatever, more leg. even when you're at camp and it's sometimes functional is more important than fashionable. Mm-hmm. Do they still have the two-piece sweatsuit in brownies, though, with the big maple leaf on the front? Because that was I, such no. a sexy look. They, they've redesigned the uniforms, like, twice since then. Yeah. I had one of my mom's old brownie dresses, They're, but they wouldn't let yeah. me wear it because it was, like, the older design, oh. so then I had to wear, like, the brown slacks. And... That's terrible. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. It had a lot more the, pockets yeah, on the dress. I guess there was three. I think I the guess brownie was... uniform is, like, blue and orange now. Huh. Huh. Because, like, the... Or- like, even when, um... It was still brown. Like, it was brown and orange. Yeah. Yeah. So you had an orange they, kerchief. Yeah, so I think they kept the orange, but they didn't really keep the brown. Well, go figure. Well, then that just, <laughs> that just really... Yeah, it fits with the joke that I've been working on, so that's perfect. Like, just shows that we, I got the shitty end of the stick when I was a kid. Like, oh, I'm already really ugly, and these are my choices. <laughs> I'm not a beautiful child. And poodle bangs and no teeth. Oh, oh my God. sweet tiny baby. But, like, there is, you know... That argument that you talk, like, people talk about this with school uniforms, but then also with, like, extracurricular uniforms, where it's, like, it does kind of take away some of that pressure of, like, you have to dress up a certain way, or you have to communicate by Mm -hmm. fashion. It's like, no, this is more egalitarian, like, we're dressing for functionality, like... Well, and there's, like, a lot of stuff about uniforms. Like, the Mm -hmm. uniform is a symbol, and, like, you're joining this organization, so it's part of, like, fitting in, and, like, buying into that culture, and Mm -hmm. all that sort of stuff. Um, Yeah. I didn't. I didn't like the brownie sack dress either. <laughs> yeah, it's not a. It's not a good look. I would generally, rather have a sack of brownies, like <laughs> the dessert. Yeah, not a I sack got of it. Children. <laughs> okay, Baba Yaga. <laughs> crushing beets and <laughs> crushing beets and crushing children. Oh, don't eat babies, please. <laughs> or young children, don't eat anyone. Don't eat any humans. How Cannibalism, about? unless you're stuck in the Andes. Right. Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> like the very last resort? Yeah, only if you really have to. Mm. <laughs> have you seen the movie Snowpiercer? Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's anytime anyone talks about like eating people, that's you what I think, think about, about now. Christopher Christopher Evans, because everybody calls him that. Christopher. Christopher. Chris Evans, yeah. As, as crapped in America. <laughs> that movie was. I liked that movie, but it really definitely disturbed me. It was disturbing, but the part that I didn't get is everyone freaking out about it after. I'm like, seriously, guys, have you never watched like a dystopian future thing? Like, yeah. Like, I saw this coming. <laughs> Spoiler alert about Soylent Green. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, that was already a movie. <laughs> no, I mean, the really disturbing thing for me happened in like the first five minutes of the yeah. movie. I won't go into what it was, but it was like. I have a lot of uh, visceral reactions to things being removed from other people. Yeah. 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 So that's that's why I can't watch Game of Thrones. Too many decapitations. Mm -hmm. Well, I 
I mostly stopped watching it because of the rapey bits, but... <laughs> well, that's all very distressing as well. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to the next book coming out. Yes. But... Don't hold your breath. Uh, yeah. I just saw that George R. R. Martin was at Hamilton. Oh, Lin-Manuel yeah, Miranda posted a picture with him, and I'm like, what he, you... he needs to write like he's running out of time, because he is. Yeah. This, this, is that like, a reference to Hamilton? It is. God damn it. <laughs> this also like ties into the, the thing you were talking about with that article in quotation marks about fans that was, being entitled that was before we got on mic yeah yeah but so there like, was because yeah. people always especially with George R. R. Martin because he has a reputation for being so damn slow and he's also said like that his he has missed deadlines now mm-hmm. and it's gonna be a while and so sorry and all that but yeah like, he also doesn't owe you anything yeah <laughs> like he'll get around to it like I'm sure he wants to publish it as much as we all want to read it yeah and we but, should be happy when it comes out yeah. and buy it and support his art and not pester him but it's a fun joke yeah, but yes. I just wouldn't do that at him yeah. if I saw him on the street I would be like yeah there's lines, I really like right? your work yeah I wouldn't go so far as to be like hey what are you doing are you dead is there anything like Bo Burnham just like talked in that article I just watched his comedy special and it's very much like the he's Netflix one? Mm-hmm. I just watched that last night too. I just yeah. watched it yesterday <laughs> yeah did it just get up like, yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I saw that show live, and oh. I had the same feeling live that I did after this, and then I read that New Yorker article mm-hmm. where he's just talking about, like, I need a break from this. Yeah. Like, it really... The int- forced intimacy. Yeah. With fans is really difficult And that people him. tweet at him all the time, like, are you dead? He's like, I'm working on new stuff, you guys. Like, leave yeah. me alone. That's yeah, really... that, that demand to be constantly engaged, A, with your work, and B, with your fans, like, and, and for evidence that you're always doing your work, like, like fans are very demanding. So as far as the article goes about that, about, like, you can't expect anybody, because just because you like their art doesn't mean anyone owes you anything. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, you know, fan culture isn't, like, to be blamed for, yeah. you know, that sort of intensity. It's it's entitlement. But but also the, saturation. the fa- like, fan culture, this the doesn't mean... Death threats are never okay. Yeah. <laughs> and harassment. It's okay to yeah. be, like, I don't know, kind of sad the next thing hasn't come out. But, like, you don't go from that to, like, threatening the person exactly. or else if they don't give it to it's you. It's not like yeah. you're going to be able to really scare George R. R. Martin. <laughs> he comes up with some shit. Yeah, he's like, uh, my next book is going to make you all shit your pants and, and have nightmares for weeks. So oh, there. No. Like, oh, no. No, but, I mean, he could do that. Like, he's... Well, considering, he can write like, all the other stuff. ones that, like, yeah. the twist. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Have, have either of you been made to shit yourselves at the at the reading of a Game of Thrones no, book or no, a, a no. Song of Ice and I, Fire? I don't no. think I've ever shit myself reading a book. Well, <laughs> no, I haven't. Don't look at me. I'm not looking at you. I'm just. I'm. I'm like trying to think. No, let's just abandon this. Abandon conversation. That's horrible. Oh um, goodness. Any any book that scares me is so much better than a movie that scares me because I can just put the book down or yeah. throw it across the room as I've definitely done on certain occasions. Just like ah, I hate you. What was the scariest thing you've read oh recently? My, oh no, I don't know. It's been a long time. I haven't really read any books. Like, any fiction, except for I picked up the last Clan of the Cave Bear one mm. and finished that. But I've been reading, like, Jen Kirkman's, like, new book, and then I'm getting Lindy West's new book, and just reading more, like, non-fiction-y essay stuff, mm-hmm. which is just, like, this is pleasant, as opposed to, like, getting super lost in fiction, which I kind of miss. It's good. I need yeah. some new books from the library. I've got a well, ton that's... on order that are all coming my way, so they're all going to show up at once, and then I'm going to be Hold deluged. Yeah. I find that, like, all the books that I used to read, like, I used to go to the library and just pick up a random, like sci-fi fantasy book and mm-hmm. I, I was good with that and we'd just read it and enjoy it and all that and like now I'm like 
oh, another book about a white dude. <laughs> like, but he's got pointy ears. Yeah. <laughs> then I don't know when I got to that point where I was just like, I don't have time for this. I'd rather read something else. Yeah, exactly. Just read Octavia Butler. Yeah. I've been seeking out, like, any, now when there's, like, a list of, like, books you should read by, you know, writers of color, like, indigenous writers or whatever, I will, like, Snap take up. those. Yeah, well, yeah. I'll just add them to my library queue and just hopefully well, and they'll come in, was, just try to expand yeah. a little bit. I'm pretty sure the last, like, books I read were for school. Mm-hmm. And that, like, they was, it was reading, like, fictional books, but it was still for an assignment. Yeah. And then I graduated, and I'm like, oh, good. Let's, <laughs> let's just watch some TV now. Oh, I've read so many books this year already, <laughs> but they are all trash, so they're not really to be proud of. But I don't know. I, I love a stop. good trashy book. I just I'm, never stop reading. I, love I mostly read. just read comics. They count. Yeah. Comics like, count. But I also, like, haven't read any recently. Like, my pile is, like really tall just waiting and I went to the store yesterday and I I had two in my box and I was like okay two more for the pile hang on two in your two in your box yeah like you have like a a box a pull list what at a comic book store okay in order to help with um your local comic book suppliers ordering okay you can say I'm gonna want these comics on an ongoing basis so then they know how many to order into the store and then they put them aside for you and you can go pick them up that's really cool I did actually kind of know what that was but I wanted you to explain (laughs) it (laughs) tricks 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 (laughs) way to pull back the curtain there Katie yeah (laughs) well because that was like I sort of knew about having like pull lists but I before didn't know about like how it actually is very helpful to the retailer to know quantities. That does make sense. It's a funny name for it, though, because it sounds like like a list of celebrities you think are sexy. (laughs) Yank it to them or whatever. (laughs) Or like pulling is like picking up chicks in the UK or whatever. Or or it's buying alcohol for underage people in Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. I believe it is called. Because <laughs> here, if you were doing that, you'd be booting. For you're them. booting and you're pulling if you're in the prairies. Hmm. I don't even know what booting is referring to. Like you're selling bootlegging. It out of, oh, <laughs> that makes so much sense. <laughs> I'm a genius. <laughs> I was like selling it out of the boot of your car, but no one calls it a boot here. <laughs> What's this all boot? But that's what bootlegging came yeah. from, didn't it? No. It was- like, what, where does the word bootlegging come from? Is that did not smuggling to, booze in the back of your car? Or did they smuggle it in their boots and then they ran with it so or they were legging it? Or bootlegging... Well, I know that they used to put, like, uh, animal footprints on the bottom of boots so that, like, cops wouldn't follow... Like, there wasn't human footprints really? in the mud, oh. so they would have, like, goat footprints or, like, yeah. moose footprints on, like, the balls of their feet, and so it would look like just like, running through the forest like- with, like, their... I feel like they talked... I went on... <laughs> have you ever done, like, the underground tour in Seattle? No. Uh, well, it's it's very it's a, mostly a comedy thing, but also some history about the downtown Seattle area mm-hmm. and their lovely underground passageways. Um, <laughs> but if you ever go to Moose Jaw, <laughs> they have an underground tour that's all about rum running and Al Capone. <laughs> that's oh, awesome. Oh, cool! Because isn't yeah, Moose they probably Jaw, could like, de- define yeah. bootlegging for us. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I feel like they might have talked about putting different footprints on your boots. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, it's legit. I didn't just make that shit up. <laughs> I could have. I would. That would be amazing if I did. I just like the gesture it. that Katie did, where she was like holding the barrel, like on her shoulders, like holding onto the little straps, and like tiptoeing. And I, like I a, just could see like that Donkey in Kong, a- just like got a got a barrel, <laughs> just like running through the woods. I just pictured it as like a little cartoon with little pizzicato footsteps. But but the barrel's so huge on my back, and I'm so tiny, and so my steps are like real delicate. Yeah, that's exactly... Okay, we got super off topic here. <laughs> we were talking about brownies. Oh, we got up to guides. We did get up to guides. 
And yeah, I wanted to know like what kind of do you have any like crazy camp stories or like do you have any like cool shit that went down? That... Uh, not, not really. <laughs> oh no! So it's that's the most Canadian no, thing okay. I've ever heard. So part, like, part of we it, all though, just behaved well and we got our badges. <laughs> that that was me. Like <laughs> I was the that child. But also I I stopped after my first year of guides. So I rejoined when I was fifteen. But for all of the years that I was in, mm-hmm. my mom was one of the leaders. Oh God! Yeah, so, that'll put a damper on you. And like, and like, I like, I, I don't think it was a negative experience. No. Like, she is not the same sort of awful as I have seen other parents being to their children while being leaders. She's a different brand of awful. No, no. no well, like, she, okay. she was nice. <laughs> and <laughs> like, I was gonna say, yeah. like, oh, it's gonna put a damper on your social life if your mom's a leader. It's well, like, see, they were also see, this seven. This is where so. I'm going with <laughs> that. Okay, when we were in Rangers. Um, they organize what they call social camps. So they invite the girl guides that are old enough, so it's like 15 and up, and the scouts. So they have co-ed camps. Um, and Ooh. I know that a lot of people do things that are against the rules. <laughs> and we're here to name names today on this podcast. Yeah. And it's <laughs> Jenny Packham, you're in <laughs> I think Jenny Packham is a fashion designer. Anyway. But like also, like, in high school, I was that kid, so, like, if people were misbehaving, they weren't telling me about it anyways. Their little hall monitor. <laughs> well, not even that, just they knew I wasn't interested in contributing, so, I, it just, yeah, there were friendships that got <laughs> broken over the years. Oh, um, but, yeah, it worked out. But, yeah, so people did all sorts of crazy stuff at camp, and I never did. Like, <laughs> it was just, like, going, I'm picturing and you, like, reading a brownie guide, or, a brownie guide. <laughs> Like a like a survivalist book of, like yeah like some kind of book and then like just the window behind yeah. you is like filled like somebody just like runs well, by like, naked yeah well, it's like we had to sign like a code of conduct thing saying like I will not go in boys tents and stuff like that um, but like I, I know people that did they went in the boys <laughs> and tents. alcohol and mm-hmm. other stuff and yeah I, that was never me I I didn't even start drinking until I was nineteen oh god you're no, so wait, well that's, behaved that's a lie I was eighteen. <gasps> But I was in Quebec. <gasps> oh yeah, it's totally fine. I gasped so hard that I got dizzy. <laughs> um, so I'm just I'm coming back to my own brownie experience, which, like I said, I've, I've joked about just because it was like such a. I didn't really want to do it. My mom wasn't really interested in getting involved in it. It was just like this is something you're supposed to do. Yeah. So do it, and then she, I think she came with us once for, I'm sure she could fill me in on what the actual facts were, but I think we all got Norwalk on this trip. And so she was just like, for fuck's sakes, the one time I actually get suckered into doing this shit, everybody starts barfing, I gotta wash out these goddamn sleeping bags. (laughs) But, uh, so that's just like, that's like the nadir. So that's the nadir, really, of the, uh, the, I guess I'm gesturing up high, I want to go down low for that, but uh, that was like the worst part for her, anyway, but for me it was just the fact that, uh, it really seemed like the owls, like the leaders yeah. are all called owls. You have brown owls, your supreme owl, uh, tawny owl. They're um, all tawny uh, owl. Is it all tawny? Everybody yeah, else is just tawny owl? Every, everyone else, if they have a different name, like they made it up. Like Yeah, no, we had in, brown in owl, the, tawny the owl, and then several other owls. We had snowy owl. Ta- we had snowy owl too. Oh, yeah, snowy yeah. owl. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we had someone who was barn owl, but she wasn't there for very long. <laughs> It's not a good name, but I love Tawny Owl, but I did not like Brown Owl. Well, because, like, my mom was Music Owl for a while. That's not a real kind of owl. Yeah, they just, like, made up their own names. But, like, (laughs) but that was, I kind of laugh about it now, because she is definitely not the person who would ever start a sing-along or whatever. But, like, no one else wanted to do it, so she took it on, and we would 
sing uh, into like a old stereo and record it and then you'd send it off to national and they'd send you back a crest <laughs> oh god that's so funny um i can remember so we had the we had the 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 three or four women leaders and uh brown owl was my daycare provider she was like this kind of like hard ass like like big bone catholic woman who just took no shit from anyone ever and like had like the ultimate shut you down voice like like oh allison yeah. <laughs> you know, like that, uh, she's going to kill me kind of thing. Or she's, yeah, she's going to send me to purgatory. I don't know what Catholics mm-hmm. do. But uh, yeah, she yeah, right. she was really, really frightening. And the our Tawny Owl was super sweet. So we had, like, good cop, bad cop. But I remember, it's weird to remember them because they seem like ancient women to me as a child. Like, they seem so old, but they had to be our age. Like, they had to be no oh, older than 35 yeah. when you think about it. Because if their kids are in there six years old, like, unlikely they're much older than 35. <laughs> it's It's weird like, this is kind of a tangent, but, like, thinking about how old everyone was when you were a kid and yeah. now being that, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's like, I thought they knew stuff, and they probably <laughs> didn't, they just had to pretend like they did, but they put, they had to put us into smaller groups to do, you know, to do activities and whatnot, and so it seemed like, on purpose, these women were, like, putting into girls into groups that, like, fit their personalities or their looks or whatever, so, like, all the cute <laughs> little girls with, like, little pigtails, and my name's Ashley, and I do dance and stuff, they were going into, like, the pixies and the fairies and all that Cause, stuff. Because, like, every, in brownies, like, you get divided up into all these, like, mythical woodland creatures, basically. Yeah, the like, sprites. The, yeah. In, in the your, kelpies. Do they call them sixes? Uh, yeah, that, I think that, that might be a group. I think they are groups guys. of six. Anyway. Yeah, like they're smaller groups, and there's like 36 girls in our yeah. troop and like six subgroups. Mm-hmm. And they put me in the gnomes. Like, why is that even one of the groups? The gnomes, <laughs> like, it's ugly compared to the other things. Like the other things are cute and small and tiny. They got little wings. They grant wishes. I'm like, eh, I scare away raccoons in your garden. <laughs> you know, that's not like that's not nice. Mm. That breaks my heart. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, but every every girl who is in the gnomes now that I, anybody that I've had any contact with, almost all of them are gay. (laughs) No, okay, so this is the thing that I, someone said in Rangers, um, it was an older girl, I don't know if there's any factual basis in this, but there was, uh, they called it the 60% club. Okay. In that 60% of any uh, gay people that were in the movement had their first same-sex experience at camp. Okay. That I seems that's what legit. It was. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I could see that happening. Like, Hey, Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> Close friendship. Okay, it was yeah. just kissing, but By it yourself. was, hi, Morgan. <laughs> yeah, she was a huge lesbian at six, I could tell. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, but you're, you're... Yeah, you're with a bunch of people of the same sex, and you're making friends and learning about Although yourself. Although I would say that even not even not gay brownies probably had a lot of same sex experiences and mm-hmm. guides and whatnot. So yeah, it's just proximity, man. Yeah. You can't go in the boys' tent. You gotta gotta practice kissing <laughs> well, and, and for when you actually are doing it for real. You're away at <laughs> actually camp doing and, it for like, real. Right? You're on your own in mm-hmm. the tent with whoever. I was like, when I'm like telling these stories, I'm like, but I don't want to make it seem like, you know, all the kids are off in the bushes doing things they shouldn't be. But kids are but some curious. Of, some, yeah. Some of them are doing these things. Some of them are getting up to shit. And, and yeah. it's an important part of your formative years. You shouldn't and it's nice to have the structure around it so that like, you know, you're at least a little bit afraid of getting caught. So you mostly <laughs> behave. Yeah. So I think that's a good thing. Just like just enough freedom that you just misbehave enough to learn things. <laughs> Which is, I think, what that structure allows Yeah, for. as opposed to just, like, I'm going to go with all my friends in a pickup truck See, into the bush with yeah. no rules. So now <laughs> I'm remembering my first. Like, that it wasn't with someone 
at camp, but it was definitely someone that I knew through guiding. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's good. It's good. It's a great. It's a great place to meet people. I just, I just new experiences. <laughs> I didn't need brownies for that. I just got a new neighbor who moved in up the street. So, oh my god! <laughs> and she used to just come play in my attic all the time. And we, <laughs> little kids are perverts. Yeah, we rub bathing suits together. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I, the stories I could tell. I'm I'm very surprised to find that my parents actually listen to this. Uh, so I may be a little bit more recalcitrant. No, I'm not at all. I don't care what they know. Um, we told them. We told them. We told them if it was at their peril to listen. So, so yeah, I guess, like, um, so you, you clearly had some, some identification, like, through the, uh, the guiding system and the scout yeah. system, like, like, that you became sort of, like, a leader and... Yeah, I... I... Continued, you represented. I continued on way past when everyone else drops out. Yeah, because I don't know anybody else who stayed that. Like Pathfinders is the longest I know of anyone besides yeah. you who stayed in the programs. Well, it was it was definitely like uh, my the girls that I knew from Rangers. We were all like graduating high school, going off to different places, doing different things, and we were like, we're gonna form a link group so we can keep doing this and keep in touch and That's all so that. Nice. And I think we lasted like one, maybe two years, and we were just like. <laughs> Um, but because everyone sort of scattered, um, I had a friend who was joining the scout group because in the past several years she had met a boy and he was involved in scouts. So he can insert it, sign up. And I was like, well, I'm not doing anything else. I'll sign up too. Like, why not? Is scouts unisex or? Yeah, it's, it's been co-eds. That's what I meant. Officially, probably. I don't know what year it was, but it's been like more than 20 years. That's awesome. Um. I really, I kind of yeah. wish I'd done that instead, although young boys and me it's, did not get along. It's sort of, yeah. like, I know a lot of people that feel very strongly one way or another that, yeah. like, the Girl Guide program is crap and you learn better things as scouts, and it's it's not. You're learning the same things, possibly at different times, but the yeah. same things, and it all comes down to the leaders. You must yeah. be one of the very few people who's done both, to the uh, extent I, that you have. I know a lot of people who have done both, because at the point that I joined, it's sort of, it was... You're dedicated think, at that point. Well, but also like, that um, now I think there are more link groups where people meet regularly and sort of continue on doing that and mm-hmm. going camping and all that. Whereas before it was the link thing was a solo thing. Mm-hmm. You you paid a minimal fee and like still got the newsletter, but you were off at school doing whatever. Hmm. Um, so a lot of people at that point joined Scouts because Rovers. Actually, I think Rovers was co-ed for a very long time. What's Rovers? It's eighteen to twenty-six. That's, there's another level after... Wow! Yeah, which is kind of messed up because then you've got a 26-year-old that's considered a youth member and it gets a little complicated. Ooh! Um, yeah, you're They not... changed it now. Now the Rovers are adults, but, like, it's it's weird. That is weird. Yeah, because you can't even get, like, your parents' health insurance anymore when yeah. you're 26. So. Um, but, like, because my friend was joining this group, I was like, yeah, sure, why not? I'll, I'll come along, see what it's about. And that group organized one of the social camps... And I think it took Is that me... where all the humping was going on? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, a, a lot of the girls in this group had joined because they were dating someone in the group. Okay. So it was, like, a thing that they would go do together and continue on. A lot of them met at camp. Yeah. Um, but it was... Yeah, I, I really enjoyed organizing a large event. Mm. So I stuck with it. Nice. Was that really draw, drew you to it as the organizational? Like, what, what really made you stick with it for so long? Um, I think it was a combination of I really enjoyed helping with that event. And I also, um, around that time, I had dropped out of school and was, like, hugely depressed and having anxiety issues and all that. But, like, every week I would show up at the meeting and I might sit in the corner and say nothing, but, Mm -hmm. like, it was consistent. And then these people became my friends and then you sort of keep going to hang out with them rather than 
doing, like, you're doing the other stuff, but you're also hanging out with your friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, like, as a result, here we are, I don't know, like, 15 years later, practically, and, like, we're still all fairly good friends. That's we don't, wonderful. We're not all still involved in the scouting side of things, but there's a lot of people who still have ties. A lot of them have children yeah. <laughs> that are now... In the same scout group, Aww. because, so, yeah. It sounds yeah, like that, that the uh, being able to sort of be part of that was a bit of a lifeline during a time where you're sort of adrift, hey? Yeah, for sure. So I was able to, like, come back to something that you were part of when you were younger and be like, well, let's just, you know, see if this is still a positive thing for me. I'm just drawing so many parallels to, like, religion, even though I know it's not well, supposed I was about, to, see, but, see, but, like, that's where I was about to go with it, yeah. is because, like, yeah. like, it sounds really, at this point, like it's a spiritual practice in a way. Like, well, it's something to well, do that is... They, um, is part, meaningful and part intentional of that the way. scouting program is supposed to be spiritual. Mm -hmm. um, it's pretty. It's kind of open. Kind um, of in the way that AA is spiritual. Like you got like yeah. a higher power thing, but it's not super yes well no. defined. Like or? it's it's kind of like brownies was pretty depending Christian, depending on the group because the way they've structured it, like you can have a group that organizes like out of a, like they need a sponsor for the group. So sometimes that sponsor is a church, mm. and they're allowed to restrict it. Um, okay. So there's definitely. Uh, a Mormon group that I know of. Hmm. And, like, it's sort of like, oh, if you're interested in this, you join that group. Like, mm. you can join out. Um, but it, it's, like, all sorts of churches, all sorts of meeting places. But the, the movement itself, like, there's a faith component, but that could mean a particular yeah. religion or they have guidelines on spiritual, which is mostly, like, just self-reflecting. Yeah. Right? That sounds awesome. Um, I don't at, know that I ever... Lake in a bird. Yeah. 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 I don't know that I ever really practiced that portion of it, mm -hmm. because um, in Rovers as well, like, there isn't really a program. You're kind of on your own to mm -hmm. make shit up as you go. <laughs> but yeah, it was definitely like a, a constant that, yeah. like, every week I would show up. Well, it'd be, like, any, anything that you do repeatedly, like, has a, like, that's a woo-woo way of looking at it, yeah. like, has a spiritual component to it, but just like anything that is like a mindful practice that you do, yeah. you go up, you show sort up, of you like see a ritual. people, mm -hmm. it is ritualistic is yeah. the word I was going to go yeah. for, I think, and so it's, it doesn't have to be spiritual, but it definitely, I think, taps into that part of your brain that's satisfied by, like, when everybody's singing in key together, which yeah. is very, like, a church thing or it's a camp thing, you know, yeah. that's, like, the best feeling in the world when you're all, like, singing the same song. Or at like, a Whitecaps the... game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah. I... I don't know that anyone there that is singing the songs and waving their arms and call I don't know if they realize, like, the parallels mm -hmm. to it, but I just, yeah, I watch it. It makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside. I like it. <laughs> well, it's, if, do we, do we need to take a break? Like, how's everybody feeling? I think I would like to take a bit of a break okay. just to get some fresh air, turn on the oh. fans big, and... When we come back, I really want to, I want to go into the, one of my favorite identifications, the the love of Harry Potter and the uh, identification with Hogwarts houses, so. Yeah. And I, yeah. I have a story about how that can relate to Girl Guy. Fantastic. All right, we'll, we'll be, be back. right We're back. We're back. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Mr. Potter. Mr. Potter. We're back. Oh, God. Have you done your potions, homework? <laughs> Excellent. We are getting heat delirious. We've all strapped an ice pack to our bodies. Yep. This is future guests of the Sea Hags podcast in the summertime can look forward to us bringing a cooler to the studio. <laughs> mm -hmm. So wear your billowiest jams and Absolutely. strap an ice pack on because we're going for it. It's going to be a hot one and I'm not going to make a smooth reference after saying that because <laughs> I do it every time I say it's a hot one. Like seven inches from the midday goddamn sun. <laughs> Can't. It's like OCD. I really like. I have to say it, or I'll die. Oh my goodness. Okay. 
So okay. we were going to talk Harry Potter. So how, you, Kat, you said you had like a, a bridge well, between Harry Potter and guides sort of? Or? Well, okay, so when Harry Potter came out, I didn't read it. Like my sister read it, but I didn't read it. And then it wasn't until like the third movie came out. Because previous to that, I'd sort of picked up my sister's book, tried to read the first chapter, and went, this is crap. This is for babies. Well, it just, it just didn't pull me in in that first chapter, which mm-hmm. is like the um, visiting Privet Drive for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't pull me in. I was like, screw this. Um, evidently, I should have re- read past the first chapter. It got better. Um, <laughs> Sometimes you can end a book too soon, I yeah. guess. So, like, I had really enjoyed the movies. And by this point, I had read a lot of fan fiction, um, <laughs> which actually, before the movies, probably, because I used to read a lot of Buffy crossover fan fiction. Mm-hmm. There's so, no judgment in this. <laughs> yeah, I read a lot of X-Files and Buffy fan fiction. The only yeah. fan fiction I've ever written in my because life Buffy, was for Buffy. Because mm-hmm. Buffy has this rich universe where it's really easy to, like, alternate universe. And, mm-hmm. like, within the Buffy universe, there are alternate universes. Yeah. And, like, when they introduced Dawn, there was, like, that portal and, like... You know, it's a thing. So there was always these storylines of like, oh, they fell into the portal and now they're in this different place where it's super Hogwarts convenient or, device. Yeah, yeah. So, so easy. But as a result, I read a lot of Harry Potter Buffy crossover fanfiction. So it, it like eventually I got there. Um, but like some like along the way, like I was not a Harry Potter kid. Like I was not. I didn't go to any of like the midnight book releases or any of that. Like I, I got into it late. Mm hmm. And by that point, I had, I don't know what year that was, but, like, I'd met this girl at Girl Guide Camp. I I went to, like, one of the provincial Girl Guide Camps, and we were both staff, and we kept in touch because we both, we were both the young people on the team, Mm -hmm. um, and we kept in touch via live journal, because that was a thing back in 2004. (laughs) Boy, was it. Yeah. And then it sort of, like, circled back that, so I met this girl at Girl Guide Camp, and then she was not from Vancouver, but eventually moved to Vancouver. And over the years, she had been super into Harry Potter, and, and had that met. Girl's name was J.K. Rowling. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Plot twist. <laughs> um, <laughs> so like, sorry. It's like a combination of uh, people she knew from Victoria, and she'd gone to a bunch of um, rock shows, like Wizard Rock shows. Oh, um, wait, what? <laughs> As one does. So, um, are you familiar with filking? I know filk. It's like music, fanfic meets, right? meets like, folk. Yeah, yeah, it's like people make up songs about their yeah. things that they like. Yeah, and a I, lot of the time it's like sci-fi, fantasy. I think that Rachel and Ben and Eugene either started or were in a filk band. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So the we might have Rachel on another time. Yeah. Talk more about Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that. Wizard Rock is, like, an offshoot of that. I have Um, heard of it. Yeah, and also within the Harry Potter universe, like, there were wizard rock bands as well. Right. Um, But, like... There's, like, Calpurnia something or whatever. I can't remember. Yeah, like, they they performed at the ball and all that Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that that band's name? The the band that played at the Yule Ball that everybody was so excited about? Like, we won a contest and this band's gonna play at the Yule Ball! What were they called? Like... Sisters of Mercy? That's a real band. (laughs) (laughs) They just got real goth bands to play because they were just like, whatever, we think magic's real already. (laughs) So, like, like, I'm probably gonna get this wrong. Like, I know there was a band, is a band, called Harry and the Potters. Yeah, I've heard. And there was, like, uh, like, I think the Remus Lupins, and, like, there was was a bunch of them. But they would 
tour around your shows, so, um, this girl had gone to a bunch of the shows, met a bunch of people, and, like, now, the friends group that I hang out with is primarily all these people that, sort of, she collected. <laughs> and so I came into Harry Potter late, but Harry Potter is still this very, like, pivotal thing, because without it, I would not know all of these people. Mm-hmm. So I, I met this girl in Girl Guides. Yeah. <laughs> And here we are today, many years later. And you're wearing a Hogwarts t-shirt as we speak. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, as a result, also, that, like, when people are like, I am definitely this house, I am a Hufflepuff, I am a... Like, I don't identify with it in the same way. Mm. And I think it's because I came to it late, and I was not quite as into it. Like, so, uh, <laughs> like, so not stop me at no, all. No, but, like, so if someone, like, pressed me to pick one, I'd probably go Gryffindor, but, like, I don't have reasons that it was just, like, well, I guess I like them best. I would just assume Librarian Ravenclaw. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. No, I, well, I came late to Harry Potter as well. Like, I don't think I started reading it until maybe even, like, 2013? Probably, oh, wow. like, 2013 is when I started reading. So, like, three years ago. So I would have been 27, oh, wow. 28. I didn't realize that. Yeah, no, I never mm. read the first... Like, I, I saw a couple of the movies beforehand. I was like, this is pretty good. But I never read the books until, like, after I'd gotten married, actually. Because mm-hmm. uh, my niece, uh, who probably does not listen to the podcast, she is 12. I hope not. Um, yeah, I really <laughs> hope not. But she's uh, super cool. She's very smart. And she read all of the Harry Potter books by the time she was, like, six or seven. She's, like, reading, like, Deathly Hallows at seven or eight. So <laughs> heavy-duty shit for a little like, kid. Because well, mm-hmm. all the movies... Like... There was a generation that grew up with the Harry Potter books because there's, you know, it takes time to write another book and then the publishing time and all that. So by the time the next book came out, everyone was older and more developmentally ready to read the more complex, scarier book. And then, like, I think it was, like, the fifth movie. I remember going to the theater and some guy had brought his, like, five-year-old kid. And I was like, dude, this movie is not appropriate for a five-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, Well, she, um, (laughs) she, because she was born in 2000 and... Four, I want to say so by the time that she was born but yeah you, you um, read one and then you want to read the next one so yeah well by, the, reading by the time that she was born like like the the last couple books were just starting to come out yeah. so like so by the time that she was like five or six they were all out and she just like plowed through them <laughs> mm-hmm. and so I was like well I should probably read them to know what the fuss is about because she loves them and is like dresses as Hermione for Halloween every single year and so I read them, and I read them in, like, four weeks, all of them, in their entirety, and that's many thousands of pages, so... I do have a Gryffindor costume. Yeah, she's she, she heavily identifies this, with Gryffindor. I wear this scarf all the time, and people are like, is that a Harry Potter scarf? I'm like, well, yeah. Like, what else would it be? Why would I be wearing this giant scarf <laughs> Why would no I be wearing it? Well, unless it was a Doctor Who scarf, <laughs> I guess. Oh, but the Doctor Who scarf has more colors in it. <laughs> yes, and a nerd would know the difference. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would be able to tell the difference for sure. That's but yeah, funny. so I, 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 I'm really fascinated by the Hogwarts houses because I so intensely identify with Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they are often considered like the shit house, like the one you don't want to get like anything but Hufflepuff, please. I don't want to be a pussy that lives next to the kitchens. <laughs> like, but that snack proximity. Yeah. I'm like, oh, such a Hufflepuff, Katie. <laughs> Always thinking about the next and snack. You must be great at finding things. I am unbelievable at finding things. Hufflepuffs are excellent finders. I can find anything that anyone is missing in anyone's house. Like, it's incredible. I'll find shit that you didn't even know you were missing. 
I'm just great. Like, I have a great visual memory for that stuff. Not faces, but locations. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so. It's, uh, this just harkens back to, like, we did an episode on astrology, and so we were introducing, Lauren was our guest, and Lauren's mom came to my birthday party, and she's, like, this big astrology person. We were telling her about the Hogwarts houses and, like, sorting, and she's like, aha, so you could be, like, a Hufflepuff yeah. Slytherin cusp, you know, <laughs> and she's, like, talking, and so it's that kind of same archetypes. Yeah. That I really dig. I really get into that pump. kind of stuff. I'm I am definitely that. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Well, I'm just... definitely. I don't know. I was like, I don't want to be a Slytherin. They're the bad ones. And it's like, no, there's nuance because they're actually just like... They're ambitious. They're ambitious and loyal and they'll kind of yeah. step on your neck if they need to get to the next place. But they'll also be, you know, they'll be good friends and... Mm. There got are you good back. and bad qualities of each house. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Like, like Hufflepuff, you could be a big wiener, which is what <laughs> I am sometimes. But it's like, yeah, it's it's a likability thing. I think like Hufflepuff, like, nobody can really hate a Hufflepuff. So that's why I want to well, get in on that. Well, <laughs> something I've actually I've been thinking about recently is possibly part of the reason I don't identify strongly with it is I'm I'm very much like. I don't want to identify strongly with one because I'm, like, not sure if that's, like, what I want to align myself with. Yeah. So I hope that's, like, a commitment thing or something. Well, I think that, that really raises, like, the, if this episode has a thesis, that's really what it, I think, brings up because I know that one of the biggest things about nerd culture, and I count Harry Potter as it's its mm. own thing even outside of nerd culture. It's it's as big as, like, all the rest of nerd culture in some ways. It's, like, the size of Star Wars or bigger, I think. And so, um... There is, like, a real strong sense of, like, needing to mark yourself as being part of, uh, like, a faction mm-hmm. in in your fandom. And uh, and for me, like, I have, like, a vest that I made that's got a big Hufflepuff crest on the back. And I just, like, I like it and it feels right to me. Like, it feels very authentic. And so, like, I feel like I'm telling people a lot of stuff about myself when they see the badger on my back. Right? That, that I'm a big goon. Uh, <laughs> and I'm a real sweetie pie. And I know where the snacks are. And... <laughs> And, all that. and I'm going to take care of people. This is all good information to have at a glance, yeah. Yeah, and, and, so, and so I see people do that with, like, um, or even it's just just to belong somewhere. It's not necessarily to convey information about yourself. Like, uh, my friend Carl is a big, um, he's, like, really, really into Star Wars. Like, super, super into Star Wars, and he's part of, like, the 501st Battalion oh, wow. of... Um, uh, stormtrooper. So he's got like an authentic stormtrooper costume, and he's part of this with a bunch of other people. And they do like yeah. charity gigs. Yeah, they do the Weird Al concert. Like they went on stage with Weird Al during whatever it's, fucking it's really, Star Wars it's really song he cool, has. Because like they, I guess there was a lot of years of Lucas film being like, no, you cannot do that thing with our characters. Mm-hmm. But like the five hundred first, they re- got special permission as long as any money they raise is just for charity. Yeah, and That's so they cool. do. They do a lot of charity work. Like one of the people yeah. from the troop I met him at a party, and he's like a. He does like stair climbs in his uniform, like as oh, a, as a, like he's so Ooh, that fit. Would, that would be so, like you get like we're sweaty now, but that would be a oh yeah, level no, no, no. He's, he's, he's like I easily lose three or four pounds every time I do it, <laughs> oh, my God. which is wild. But but I find that very interesting, like the uh, the whole like collecting uniforms or t shirts or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'd like to say like this is what I like to tell people that like in public, and I do that less now than I used to, but mm-hmm. I still feel compelled to do it at like events where other nerd people will be. I'll be like, all right, here are my things. Come and find me. Like if you want to party with me, well, this is what I'm into. Yeah, that was actually a. Uh... <laughs> I went on a date yesterday at Stormcrow, mm-hmm. um, but like nerd as bar, I, yeah. So like as I'm for nerds heading there, I was like, "Damn, I left my hoodie at work," because at uh, Emerald City Comic Con, I bought a Captain Marvel 
hoodie. It's That's not. Awesome. I say hoodie. It doesn't have a hood, but it like looks like the uniform when yeah. you zip it up. And yeah. I'm like, this thing is the greatest thing ever. And like, you wear it out, and you get a lot of comments. Like, people are like, I had someone be like, "Is that Wonder Woman?" Because they don't know things. They're just like, "This is comics related, so yeah. it must be the same." And then other people, you you get that recognition when you walk by of like, "Oh yeah, really cool." It's like, not even the most common superhero costume yeah, you could have. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> there's like it's signaling in some ways. I yeah. think mm-hmm. to to say like, "Hey, maybe say something about this thing." Like, I, I do that sometimes with people who are reading books on the bus. Like, I saw someone reading American Gods the other day. I wanted to be like, um, actually, that's one of my favorite books of all time. I hope you love it. <laughs> I didn't, because I'm not a total creep, but I really, really but, wanted like, to. I feel like that in, um, like, talking to people on the bus is a whole other thing, but yeah. like, <laughs> interjecting to, like, say a really positive comment and then withdrawing and going back to your own thing, that's okay. It's yeah. when the person, like, tries to, like, Have do that and then, yeah, continue talking bus that that's date bad. with you or whatever. Yeah. 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 That's not my favorite. But, but yeah. like, flagging, like, people do that with band t-shirts, right? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. like, I have a lot of podcast t-shirts, <laughs> and, like, if you I do. wear that, like, people... I've never really had anybody say anything to me about a podcast t-shirt. It might be too... I used to have a niche, Stop Podcasting but... Yourself t-shirt, but the decal on the front was so large that it just, like, created this pile of sweat behind it, because it was oh, so, like... I hate those shirts. But it was also, it was also like, if anybody is going to, like, mention this to me, they're probably going to be a pretty big weirdo. <laughs> so it's fairly niche, I think. Yeah, Maybe not um, in Vancouver, but... Yeah. Yeah, so, so that is something that I think about a lot, you know, like, what are we, what are we communicating by, like... Um, projecting no the word uh, broadcasting our yeah. um, our affiliations and like our identity categories and stuff mm-hmm. and I think like telling people what you like in media is a replacement for telling people a lot about yourself in some ways so I wonder if that's in some ways I think that's good for superficial encounters with people like it really tells a lot of information but yeah, like on, we rely on it really a lot yeah like on OkCupid or whatever you'd put like oh all my favorite books or yeah. like a few of my favorite I movies have a really like those hard are time with that. Yeah. Because part of it is I'm like, oh, well, I watched this thing recently, but what about this thing I watched 10 years ago that I really enjoyed? But then I consume so much media that mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what do I put there? Like, I, I just don't even know. Mm-hmm. It's it's overwhelming and difficult. And my OkCupid okay profile is very sad and underwhelming because I didn't <laughs> fill out a lot of things because I'm like, I don't know how to talk about myself in this format. Mm, fair. Yeah, it's but it's, so then it's hard to categorize yourself yeah. in that way to be like I actually have a lot of I'm feeling like a lot you have a lot of ambiguity for a lot of different categories right where it's like yeah. I don't really want to align with one thing or the other mm-hmm. I don't really want but to I, just place like, like one I really enjoy that thing it's yeah. just it, I enjoy the other thing as well and it, it's hard to just throw myself behind the one when I know that Mm-hmm. Do you think that's changed a lot as time's gone on for you like as you've gotten older like have you always been really into nerdy stuff or uh different nerdy things, I think. Did you feel that you that you more strongly identified with that stuff when you were younger than you do now, though? No. Because I definitely did. Like, I wanted everyone to know how into Buffy I was. I wanted to talk about Buffy all the time. It was, like, the only thing I cared about for a couple of years. Actually, okay. I, I say no, but now thinking back, it was it was different stuff. Like, in my teenage years, I guess, um, I was super into the Moffats and Hanson. Ha! That's awesome. Like, that was, like, when I got on the internet and started looking for, like, other people talking about these things, that is what I looked for. 
I knew so many Moffat's fans. Oh yeah, growing oh, up, yeah. Well, they were like our boy bands. Yeah, they were they were somewhat local. <laughs> there was like <laughs> like, like I know your... someone knows Dave's barber's friend, yeah. and maybe they can get us backstage to yeah. meet the Moffats. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the one who does gay porn now? <laughs> Does he? I think one of them does gay porn. <laughs> it's, it's probably that one. Yeah. He was the gay one. <laughs> oh, well, presumably the gay member of the band would be the one doing gay porn. Not necessarily. I don't know. <laughs> Anything There's a lot, a lot of stories. <laughs> a lot of but, like, fan fiction. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I had a friend who also enjoyed the band, so, like, we'd go around together to all the shows, and... And that was the thing that you had yeah. in common. And, like, yeah. Yeah. But it... But also, like, a lot of people really didn't like those bands, mm-hmm. so you didn't broadcast it at school. Like, I I wouldn't really ever, like, wear a, a Hanson t-shirt to school. Well, that, that brought up something that I thought was in my mind when you were talking about filling in an OK proof, Cupid profile. Like, what do I put? What am I going to say? Like, the idea of, like, curating the things that you like to put, like, the most acceptable or, like, cool thing yeah. at the top. Like, I think about, like, if I'm talking to a 40-year-old man about music, I'm going to tell him that I like Tom Waits, probably, because I'm like, <laughs> this is a safe thing. Tom Waits, David yeah. Bowie, Prince, like, all of these, like upper echelon lyricists and performers, it's safe to say that you like them. But if I say, like, oh, I really love listening to, like, if I had to show them my AFI tattoo or something like that, <laughs> yeah, I Yeah, or to feel... even say, like, oh, I really loved Beyonce's new album or something just because you really it's, love that. It, or, like, yeah, I have, like, have three Kesha one. albums. It's, yeah. Kesha is so great. <laughs> I love Kesha. <laughs> but, like, I guess it, it seems out of context in that situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When maybe it isn't. Mm-hmm. Maybe they are also a big Kesha fan, but you wouldn't yeah. know, right? But, but it's, like, this this assumption, it's, like, okay, I have to say the thing that's, like, like thought of as sort of, like, a real art or whatever, oh, you know, yeah. like, it was like some, some guy with, like, wire rim glasses has decided that this is real art, and so this is the thing I'm allowed to say that I love. Yeah. But also, fuck that guy, whatever. But also, yeah. super fuck that guy, but I, I, I still <laughs> catch myself yeah. being, like, protective yeah. of the information I say. I do like this thing, I like this thing, or, like, I'll downplay that I like something that's really dumb sometimes, mm-hmm. just to impress somebody, which yeah, is so sad. It, it's kind of that thing of, um, like, we were vaguely mentioned, like, the fake geek girl thing earlier, mm-hmm. but, like, there's gatekeepers in every interest and hobby, and, like, like, and when you're meeting someone for the first time, there's all this uncertainty. Yeah, about, are they gonna totally, like, start questioning me about, like, oh, yeah. you like Tom Waits? Name five of his songs, ma ma ma. Which is, I guess, I like, valuable. I know, like, but, like, whatever. Very valuable information when you first meet someone, because you're like, you're a douche, I don't want to talk to yeah. you anymore. <laughs> yeah. But we still filter ourselves to sort of come across as this generically acceptable person so that hopefully we'll get along. Yeah, mm-hmm. and find out, like, piecemeal, like, what other kind of things people are into and then sort of just, like, show that part, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. We, I think, I think culturally, just Western world, we really identify with the things we like a lot. Mm-hmm. It just, that reminded me sort of, because you were saying, like, Cat, you know, I, I don't want to align myself with just this or just that. And because it shifts in every different yeah. context, right? Like, totally. I'm going to be really into this band if I'm at like, a concert of something similar, I'm re- going to be really more into books if I'm at this literary event, and I've got all these things that I can talk about, these writers that I love, mm-hmm. and, like, I'm going to downplay some of the music that I like, because it's just not, we're just not going to talk about that, and maybe those friends won't find out that I like the Red Hot um, Chili Peppers until they listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it might be slightly related to, like, not wanting to talk about myself as well. Mm. Like, I don't want someone to question it, so then I have to try and explain it and feel put on the spot about explaining it, and I think... That's probably, like, a overall personality thing, but it also reminds me... I spent four years as a vegan, like, around end of high school, early college, mm-hmm. that, like, 
vegetarian, everyone sort of gets that, but then it's like, vegan, why? What does that mean? And, and like, you're constantly having to explain your meal choices and everything. And there's always one asshole that just cannot leave what you alone. Yeah. What about bacon? Yeah. bacon? Bacon's a, bacon's a vegetable. Bacon's so good. Fuck bacon culture. <laughs> so then, like... Hard line. Things... <laughs> things... I get you on that. Thank you. <laughs> but, um, like, and then things happened in my life. I wasn't a vegetarian anymore. And, like, that same douchebag remembers that you're a vegetarian. So on one hand... Like, thank you for remembering my dietary preferences. It has changed now. But, like, then it, like, he continues to be the asshole about it, even though I no longer eat in that way. Like, it's, like, why do I have to explain this to you? Like, can't you just drop it and we move on and enjoy our Because dinner? I'm more comfortable with the world in which my approval it matters to you more than your desires. Yeah. <laughs> that guy is exhausting. I know lots of that guy. Uh, a lot of, a lot of hashtag not mm. all that guy. I don't know. <laughs> that, when we say that guy, it's a very specific type of guy. Yeah. Not all that guy. That specific guy. Yeah. Not talk to anymore. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, that guy. That is, such a, that is such an interesting thing to bring up, and I think, like, yeah, people... Uh, People who are not you don't see you growing the way that you do. Yeah. And changing the way that you do. And so to be reminded of those things, like, like when I accidentally found all of my old Buffy fanfiction online, it was like, no oh, one can ever I, see this. I still have, like, my little notebooks that never went on. Oh, I should check and see if the stuff is still online. But, like, I have <laughs> notebooks that I, like, wrote in that i never going on the internet. I should probably burn them. But I also kind of want to keep them because yeah. it, was, it was, like, an important part of my life at that time. There are so many, there are so many of these, like, um, share your embarrassing youth, youth writing oh, shows. Yeah. And I think, like, I would love to do something like that, but I definitely have thrown out a lot of old journals and stuff because I'm, like, embarrassed about it. I don't know if I can And now I would that. love to be embarrassed by my 14-year-old self. You know, I think that would be so fun to be like, oh, this little muffin. We got to do that a little bit on our Teen Goth episode. I got yeah. to read a poem mm -hmm. that I found online that I'd written. <laughs> well, and that was, like, sort of the... The circuitous route that I took to, like, do my education and stuff, like, at the time, it was awful, and I thought I fucked myself over by, like, failing a bunch of classes and all this sort of stuff, but, like, looking back on it, I ended up where I needed to be. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, like, I... It, informed me as a person and like I met Chris and mm -hmm. met you. We and, went like, to college together. <laughs> yeah. But like that at the point I met you, that was like the third college I'd been to. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah, well, you yeah. know what, it's funny, because we brought you on, and I thought it was going to be like, we're going to talk about these discrete categories, and Kat's going to really strongly identify with some of these things, and to find out that that's not at all the case has made this even more interesting for me. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, to think about how, like, oh yeah, well, we have all these categories, you're like, well, I don't really want to be constrained by these categories. It was, it was really interesting at, um, this is like this, that story that I told you at the beginning was something that I only sort of realized a couple of years ago, um, because when I was at library school, I took a class that was... It was, like, youth materials or something. So it was, like, young adult books. Mm -hmm. And the first class, we went around and everyone said a book that they had very strongly, like, that was very important to them as a kid or mm -hmm. even still. And it came around to me, and I was like, well, I can't think of, like, a particular book, but I guess Harry Potter. And a lot of people picked Harry Potter for other reasons, mm -hmm. but, like, I could pick out that Harry Potter was very important, not because I super enjoyed the books, like, I didn't enjoy some of the books, um, but because it had led me to this group of friends that mm. are so great, and I mm. hang out with them all the time. But if they were going to gatekeep you, you might not, like, know some of the Harry Potter trivia that they oh, might know. Well, and... Okay, mm. so they, yeah. <laughs> not that, they are very against the gatekeeping thing, like, they're all in that <laughs> arena, too, and, like, very against the gatekeepers and the 
people calling out people for being fake and all that. But I had not seen Star Wars until this year. <laughs> God <laughs> and, bless you. And that yeah. is like what is a very huge problem for a lot of people. <laughs> Just like not able to process this. Yeah. And like you purposely to bother them did not see Star Wars. <laughs> At a certain point, yes. <laughs> <laughs> now you're now you're not That's watching so it out of spite. Funny. Well, oh, well I've, I've seen it now. Fuck. <laughs> Which just the new one or like all I, of the old I ones? I watched the new one, but I I went and saw it by myself. Like I like going to movies by myself, but I specifically went and saw that one by myself because I didn't want to be like have someone there quizzing you after the fact, but also like watching me react to it. That's awesome. It's like I want to oh experience God. this by myself, and and then after I watched that, I was like, well, whatever. So I borrowed the like some VHS tapes from a friend, and I watched the first three and not first three. The original Whatever, first three? Yeah. Oh, Four, know. five, and six, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Whatever you want to call them. <laughs> Which, they weren't great movies. But, I, like, I get it. I get why people are into it and why it's important to them and all that. It's just... It's never going to be my thing. But the defensiveness <laughs> with which people are like, you've never seen Star yeah, you, Wars. You have to see it. Yeah, but on I the know. other on the other side, like, if a guy is impressed that a girl has seen Star Wars, like, oh my god, I can't believe you've watched Star Wars. You, like, you like, like nerd stuff. Like, yeah, like, both sides of that suck. <laughs> but the whole, like, a girl... Star Wars, it's, as it's if like a... a bunch of women did not see it initially when it came out. Yeah, yeah it's like called geek shaming. Like women of all. Why don't you part? like the thing that I like, and why haven't you seen this thing? And like, can't we all just? be The only thing together? I'll fight is yeah. if is if somebody who likes Star Trek tells me that they like Voyager better than Deep Space Nine, and then we have to fight. <laughs> we should fight with our hands and our claws. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, I'll just stay quiet over here. I haven't seen Deep Space Nine, so I can't accurately speak to that. But I did really enjoy Voyager. Captain Janeway was a boss. <laughs> She was a boss, but she also turned into a lizard baby. I understand in one of the that Deep Space Nine is quite good, and mm-hmm. it is on my list of things to watch. Ken, I'm never going to fight you. I'm not no, really, no, truly going to fight like, you. I, if you're like, yeah, we're the same level, I'd be like, okay, we respect each other. I have heard that it's really good, though, so it's it's on my list. <laughs> no, it really is absurd to like fight people on uh, liking yeah. things or not liking things, mm-hmm. and like ultimately... We like them for different reasons, and that's okay. But yeah. do you think because, like, you know, we don't want to necessarily put ourselves in discrete categories or be, like, aligned with one particular fandom or something like that, but some people really are, yeah. and then I think if you question that, it's such a huge part of their overall personality that even if you're like, oh, I don't really like that thing that you like, they're like, you don't like me. It's like, like, oh, no, sweetie, no. Like, it's not a personal attack. It's just a... It's not about you. (laughs) It's just a preference. It's just a taste thing. And that makes me feel sad where I'm like, sorry, I don't like that thing, but I still really like you and we can still hang out. Like, that's fine. (laughs) I wonder if, like, I'm a big believer in, like, the problems and worlds. Like, everything is more complex. Like, there is no simple explanation, like, there's gray areas, and, like, everything is not just... Would you say it's multifaceted? (laughs) (laughs) Taking it back. (laughs) But, like, in the same way, like, I think that's, like, I don't want to say, like, I'm all in on this one thing, because it's never just the one thing. Like, it's it's more complicated than that, and let me sit down and talk to you for three hours about my, like, nerd history. (laughs) You just blew my butt off. I think that's the perfect place to end this. Yeah. I think that's beautiful, and I love that you flipped on the side what I thought we would talk about, and we <laughs> looked at, like, the toxicity of over-identifying with something or putting people in categories, mm-hmm. and I think that's really good. I like it! Let's all go <laughs> camping. Yes! <laughs> in a very shady place where there are real bathrooms, please. Maybe, yeah, okay. maybe a lake. Maybe yeah. a lake. That's yeah. a bathroom. 
Give I guarantee you I won't. <laughs> I promise the whole time. All right, we'll see you next week on the Sea Hags podcast. <laughs>